Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Andrew, Doc. we're back again. <laughs> we are. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very, very excited about doing these. I just, um, it feels like after last time, it's been a little hole that's been missing in my life. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful that we've got this back up and running. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Because we were, I think the good thing about it when we were doing it before was that we did some half-assed research into the guests that we were having on, and then we just had a conversation. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think we said it in the first one. Um, it's just being able to... The amount of times we've caught up and had a conversation, how are you doing, you know, uh, and talked for an hour or so, and then it's like, shit, we should have recorded that. So um, here we are, episode two. Episode two. I don't know how many times we've tried to record this, but um, <laughs> I will say this. Uh, we did record episode two a couple of weeks ago, um, and we've noticed that we've got some uh, mic issues, mic and lead issues on uh, the equipment. So apologies if anything pipes through, but we think we've sorted it. Um, and I think one thing to note is that we bought this equipment during the pandemic, Um off a website and it was kind of cheap it was the <laughs> lower it, end of the budget and it, it was amazon but i'm pretty sure it came through alibaba <laughs> <laughs> but you know it was cheap equipment and you get what you pay for uh but rest assured this should be a better a better audio experience and um i think it's just um you know if we're doing this properly then we'll invest in something even better because um the listener needs to listen the, to these things uh, as good as it can be, right? You know. Yeah, I think so. And that's the, no, I mean, it's the headphones, isn't it? You know, there's a different quality of sound that comes through headphones instead of a speaker. It depends on the you know, quality of the speaker, I suppose. But, yeah, so I think we apologise for any sort of sound issues in the first one. And thank you for coming back. Yep. 
excited to talk about um, the 12 pillows. Pillows? Pillars. Pillars. Pillows. Yeah, so last time, obviously, we, we touched on it a little bit. Um, we mentioned the the five sort of, uh, what is it, their little well-being facts that the NHS has. Um, things that you're supposed to potentially uh, add into your life that could improve your mental health. Um, you know, they've got things like, they call them the five steps to mental well-being. Connect with other people, be physically active, learn new skills, give to others, not your pocket money. Uh, and pay attention to present moments. Now, you know, we we had similar things. I actually got I this. Was, I, I got I this from you, Andrew. Yeah, I, I, they have changed. I think they have changed. That last one's different. The last three on that are, are fucking a bit useless, really. What, I mean, mean look, this learn is... new skills, give to others, and pay attention to present moment. Practice mindfulness. So I don't want to invalidate what what they are, but like you know, if if I'm going to talk about the twelve pillars that you know I did talks on, and you know I've, I've tried to coach other people into creating their own twelve pillars, but you know, out of my twelve, which is probably about fourteen, sixteen now, is that there are some essentials. There are essentials that I think we all need as human beings to have in our life, all right, to function properly. Yeah, 100%. And I always said in doing this, I need at least six of these in my life at any one time. So that's, let's say, one more than the NHS. But also, I just don't think what they've got there is, um, they're not the essential ones to life. And well, let's talk about mine. Let's break them down. I know you've got your own ones, Doug, but yeah. I think, you know, I always encourage people to put this together. Get a pen and pad. You can do it now. Get a pen and pad, write down 1 to 12, and you're going to start, you're going to have 12 minimum, and you can write more. And then write down, uh, maybe we'll get to that at the end, but we'll, we'll identify the top six that you're going to need. Yeah, and I mean... It's going to be more than what the NHS are putting. Because, you know, learn a new skill. Listen, that's great. That's important. But is it is that what's going to keep you in top mental shape? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. If you're in a fucking crisis point, that's not going to happen, is it? No, I, not like, at all. You're, you're about to jump off a bridge and somebody comes up to you with a new style of origami. You're not going to yeah. be like, oh, this will help. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about learning Middle Flemish? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, um, so in no particular order, I want to talk about what I've got on my list. Um, uh, we can break them down over future episodes. In fact, we will break them down over future episodes. But I think it's important to just uh, say that, you know, I've put down uh, for each of these, like, just one word. No, that's a lie. I've, I've got bits and pieces but i'm trying to get an umbrella word that uh encapsulates stuff so uh, you know for instance number one and bear in mind these are no particular order but number one is exercise okay so that, that's a big umbrella term that can be anything from movement it could be yoga it can be gardening <laughs> it could be just something but we've got to stay active and uh, so exercise can be broken down in so many different ways but we just need to move. The moment we stop moving, then our body seizes up and 
you know, bigger problems happen. So we've got to move. Uh, second, meditation. And meditation is something I've been doing for years and years. Uh, there's so much to it. Uh, we could go into a deep dive with that one. Um, but meditation isn't what everyone thinks. Or rather, people only, when they think about meditation, it's only usually just a, a very small part of what meditation can be. But, you know. Yeah, I don't think anybody really understands that properly. <laughs> Not enough. Like, you know, you can walk through a forest and you know, people call it forest bathing or whatever. But, you know, just. I say that because I live opposite a forest and it's just one of these things that it's just a nice thing to do in the morning. But, you know, just to be at one with nature, which is also on the list. We'll get there. Um, but, you know, just kind of switching off and listen, tuning into the birds, tuning into the wind through the trees, you know, just those kind of sounds. And in itself, it takes you there. It, you know, it, you become... You know, part of the forest it's it's a it's an amazing feeling but that in itself is meditation you know just switching off and just letting the you know letting nature do its work um and you know yeah next on the list is nature <laughs> uh, which we can put into that but i think it's 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 amazing how you can be again in a forest or near the beach or you know near some water just something that is you know, not these cityscapes that we live in. Um, and, you know, within 10 minutes, we just start, you know, relaxing and you know, feel that weight lifting, you know? Yeah, it's, so, it's, an, it's definitely an important one. I mean, I, it, you know, well, using the term nature, that doesn't mean like we're saying, you know, get your bug out bag and go to the woods for four weeks and, and hope for the best. It's, it's can be anything. You know, you said it a second ago, you know, birds whistling, the the you know the, the sound of the waves raindrops i think there's actually something really really calming about raindrops mm. if you have a conservatory this would probably help if you listen when it's raining in the autumn sit in your conservatory and listen to the rainfall then awesome we're getting that in summer mate mate <laughs> well <laughs> if, if august has got anything to play by yeah do it tomorrow you know <laughs> I mean, it's like they've got them on those apps, so those uh, Calm apps, and um, there's a few other apps that have, like, you know, soundscapes for, that you can fall asleep to, which is like, you know, rain or thunderstorms. But it's amazing how, for a lot of people, I know there's some people that are terrified by it, but um, uh, it's amazing how cathartic and relaxing it can be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I do <clears throat> somewhere... I think it goes back into our DNA and, you know, these, these, or the sound of nature in all its forms, can, it's just something that we've evolved with rather than, you know, the, the kind of, the sounds of modern life, sirens and, you know, <laughs> cars and bikes racing up and down and fucking A roads and stuff. It's like, you know, I, I can take most nature, I think. <laughs> I can take most of it when I just think, yeah, this is this is life, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I think, considering as we're we're sort of discussing things that push us towards uh, better health, not just mental health, better health in general. Uh, the sea has always been my escape. Whenever whenever I've been really struggling with something, I always find myself driving to the seaside and mm. sitting on the beach for a few hours. There's a really good place um, down near Deal called St Margaret's Bay. And there's like a crossover point of phone signals between 
England and France. So you kind of lose all signal. So you can't really be contacted. Um, You know, you just, you just have to enjoy your time there. And it's, it's a stony beach, but the waves, it's like a little, one of those little alcove sort of type things. And, And it's just so relaxing, so relaxing to just have nothing around. Yeah. And yep. listen to the waves. I totally agree. All right, look. So we've got so far we've got exercise, meditation, nature. Um, this is a big one, but it's and I don't really quite know. I always put eat well, but then you know I've factored in hydration again, drinking plenty of water. So I guess it's diet or it's what we consume, but also not to be confused with a few others which also about consumption later on um but this is eating good this is keeping uh you know hydrated uh really important factors we're chefs as well you're the nutritionist yeah um you know it's been a big part of our journey uh, even back to the kind of pilot light times when we were talking about gut health um we know how important it is but at the same time we both lead pretty hectic lives and it's not always easy to make the choices that we want to make if we had more time to do it. Well, that's it. I mean, I think, you know, in the last episode, I touched on my uh, love for pizza probably about five times. But it's, um, you know, I, I think everybody gets lost in the word diet um, and they believe that, that the word diet means to lose weight. It, it's not. It's 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 a load of bullshit it's it's everything that we're consuming at this point um affects our overall health not just physical you know i I will try not to go into it too much but when i say health i generally mean mental and physical because i don't really believe by segregating it we just fucking cause havoc everywhere but you know when we eat something it goes into our gut just over 70 percent of serotonin receptors are in the gut you know, serotonin is so important. You know, cortisol receptors, the, the, all of our hormones that control our mood are in the gut, more so than the brain. So if we're consuming something that is having an impact on those hormones in that location, first and foremost, then we're going to have a problem. And I think, you know, as much as I love all kinds of food and, uh, I'm pretty obsessed with the chicken wings that smoke and goat. (laughs) It's, um, you know, we don't have to eat shit all of the time. And as chefs, we we have a, I think we have an obligation and a duty of care to ourselves, especially when we're eating food all of the time or trying food all the time, is to make sure that we eat something well and have like a fucking weird field marshal in the kitchen that's constantly telling you to drink water. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I've always stayed pretty hydrated, actually. I um, uh, it, Certainly kitchen life, particularly when I was cooking, you know, I'd just go through bottles and bottles all the time. I was just, I, I, I could never quench my thirst. Um, I got onto Which normally means you're drinking too much water. With, with Possibly, no, with no... you know, I was sweating it out so much. Yeah. You know, if I was doing, you know, there were certain kitchens I'd work in where... You know, my whites would be absolutely soaked and, you know, I'd have to wear a bandana because otherwise I'd just be fucking... My face would melt. Um, 
But yeah, you know, I'd have to drink a lot of water. And then I got onto kombuchas, you know, six or seven years ago and couldn't believe how refreshing they were. It's like, well, how, where have yeah. you been all my life? You know? Full of minerals, that's why. Yeah. If you just, I mean, it's something that we don't, uh, and I'll touch on the water thing further on down the line, but, um, you know, if you're drinking tap water, it's not good for you. Um, and if you're drinking, you know, plain filtered water from a tap, you lose all of the minerals from it. So I drink, I, I, I've I've not drunk tap water for yeah. I don't know seven eight years now. It's a long time, yeah. Very much the same. But if you're if you're struggling and you're finding that you are drinking too much and your thirst isn't really being quenched, just add a little bit of lemon to your water and salt and salt. In India, if I, if any time I'm in India, we, uh, one of the the nice things to drink on a daily basis uh, is a fresh lime soda. Which yeah. is exactly what it is, but you know, you'd have it salty or sweet. So putting, you know, or you could have salty and sweet, <laughs> which is what I would do. Um, but yeah, it's amazingly refreshing. Um, and you know, that, I guess that's one of the things I try and do over here as well now as well. Um, now that does remind me, uh, remind me that leads into this next one quite well, which is alcohol and drugs. And again, you know, these are things that. Um, it's the choices we make. I'm not, no uh, judgment from me, but I don't have alcohol or drugs in my life. Uh, I used to, and it didn't do me good. And it went on for far too long. And it made me... Um, it made me make all the wrong choices, particularly with food. So, you know, this is another one of what you consume. Um, but I, I, for many years... I think 25 years of like heavy drinking and drugs um but with alcohol that was the gateway so you know I wouldn't gravitate towards cocaine without alcohol and unfortunately I couldn't just drink you know go down the pub with some friends have a couple of drinks and go home and behave myself like every time I did it I had to you know get a packet and go yeah. fucking mad uh so you know, I had a really toxic relationship with alcohol. That was that's the the big problem here, um, and it's gone now. But there was a period of my life where I did try and well, I did uh, go sober for every, all the winter. So I'd have six months on, six months off. I'd enjoy myself through the summer, and then I think from like October till March, I wouldn't drink. Yeah, and it was just like look, it worked for a bit. It was me kind of stepping away from drinking. But really, I had to sever the cord completely. And, um, you know, I've been, I want to say alcohol-free for three years. But, you know, I can have a shot and I can leave it at that. Or I can have a pint and leave it at that. I don't. You could probably count on one hand how much I've drunk in the last three years. So, you know, what <laughs> I think, it, what it is for me is that, you know, I don't have to go to AA meetings for the, the rest of my life to make sure I don't go you know, and start drinking yeah, again. Yeah, back. But um, I, I owe it all to plant medicines and, you know, one ceremony just changed my relationship with alcohol. So my point being is that um, I really, through not drinking, the improvements that have happened in my life, I just can't see now that there are any benefits to alcohol. That's... That's yeah, I mean, you know, from a from a physical point of view, if you put both of them together, the irony is, is one of them's legal, one of them's illegal, and one of them does more damage to you than the other. 
I'll let you figure out which one that is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I haven't been able to drink for the last two months. I'm not, not well enough to do so. But I don't shy away from the fact that I do like to have a glass of wine. Mm. And I, I, you know, I can count on, on one hand how many times I've actually been drunk in the last three years, which... Yeah. I just don't do it anymore. I know I don't do it because I know it's not good for me. Um, you know, when you pick your you pick your company, which you know we'll get to in a minute. If you're around the wrong types of people, then you are going to lean towards those things. You know, alcohol will always insinuate whatever mood you're in. So if you're in a bad mood and you decide to drink, you're going to be a dickhead when you're drunk. If you're in a good mood, you're probably going to take that to the extreme. Mm. Um, and it's you know this isn't us sitting here saying do's and don'ts it's just a matter of this is what's worked for us well that's the important thing isn't it is it like you know people should be able to make up their own decision on stuff i just there's a few people in my life that uh do continually talk about their mental health and yet they booze pretty hard and i i i'm not going to turn around to them and say I, I, in fact, rather, I've tried saying it before and it always comes off as if I'm attacking them. And that's not the way it is. It's just I don't think it does many people any good. Yeah. But there's no judgment on that. Listen, some people love it and I'm glad that I still have the agency to be able to have a pint with my dad, let's say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. The fact is, I, I it does make me feel like shit. Mm. If I have a pint, not having a drink with my dad, you know. <laughs> um, so I just choose not to do it because I know that it, it, having a drink and you know, or, or, you know, a glass of whiskey or something, it's it's not going to make me feel great. So if I do it, I don't. Wanna, I want to do it with special people, and I know because my life is so so different now. I'm never in danger of going back down that hole again. Even if things got bad for me, I just felt that there were other things that I would do because I know that there is there's just no benefit to drinking for myself. But, you know, I would only encourage people that if, if you want to make your big improvements in your life, that's a really big thing. Because it's not, it's not just that. It's, it's all the things that you can fill your life with without alcohol around. And that's always the thing is people don't know what to do when there's when they don't go down the pub. It's like, trust me, you can do a fucking lot. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I no. do a lot. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, uh, I've, I know I've had quite a few friends that try and, um, you know, collectively put together multiple good things and, and do them all at the same time. You know, like uh, a friend of mine used to go and play golf on his day off but he would drive to the golf course with a six-pack, stick it in his little trolley, and then he'd drink whilst walking around playing golf. And it always used to confuse me, because it's like, you're kind of, you're having something good. <laughs> you're doing something that's quite good for you. Not golf, because it's horrific. <laughs> but, you know, you're having a long fucking walk, and you're doing it whilst getting tanked. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't I'm, talk about my golfing days, but, yeah. Um... I, I, I see where he was going with it. <laughs> All right, next on the list, sleep. So sleep, massively important one. I didn't realise how important because, you know, as a chef for 25 years, um, you just don't get enough sleep. 
and you know particularly when you're you're working the line a lot um you could do six seven days you could do a few months on the trot yeah really and so sleep and rest i'm gonna put and rest um it's just knowing when to just like say right that's it i'm not having a late night again it feeds actually into the alcohol and drugs because you know the drugs would keep you up till five six seven in the morning you know so you, you, if you've got like one day off, two days off, uh, precious time off, and, but then most of that you're just going out boozing straight after work. I mean, you know, I was never resting, and I got walking pneumonia about, I don't know, seven years ago. And I used to pride myself in saying, like, in at the time, maybe, what, I don't know, seven years of cooking, sorry, 17 years of cooking, uh, I used to say, um, I've only had like three sick days. <laughs> and like, you know, that, that was my, my boast, my brag, three sick days in seven years, 17 years. However, when I got pneumonia, I was off for three weeks and it really is just because I didn't look after myself. I was just burning the candle at both ends, boozing hard, a cold became a chest infection, a chest infection became... Uh, like walking pneumonia, they called it, and then I wasn't allowed to work. Yeah, like, well, well, it, it, me home, pneumonia so. fucks you because you you you'll end up with a collapsed lung. I actually uh, I did a month trial. I won't name the place. I did a month trial when I was twenty four. Um, it was for a junior Sioux role, and I went into this trial with uh, with a chest infection, and it was you know it's back when you used to. There used to be a multitude of chefs and you would basically compete with each other at the same time for this job. After about three weeks of being in there with this chest infection, I ended up collapsing with a collapsed lung because it just, you know, I thought the only way of getting this job was to be better than the other person. Yeah. Um, and of course, they gave it to the other person anyway because I was in hospital for a month and they needed someone to start. There you go. <laughs> so, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's, uh, you know, but also just being... Having better boundaries with your, with how you um, just make sure that you're going to bed at a reasonable hour, or you're making sure you get the right amount of rest, or you're not packing so much into your week. And I say this as someone that just I don't, I don't stop. You know, I take one day off a week really. Um, I'm always doing stuff, but I know how important it is to make sure that I sleep. I go to bed about half nine, ten of an evening, but then I'm up early. So, well, that's it, isn't it? And I think um, you know, it's difficult if you do still work in hospitality um, to get that rest time. Uh, there's a reason why there's recommendations for sleep. You know, they say seven to eight hours because there's been tests done to prove that cognitively that is better for you. Um, you know, if you are getting home at eleven, you know, if you're a, a train traveller. And you've got an hour and a half train ride. I think they call it commuter, actually. Don't train traveller. Sounds traveler. sounds much better to me. <laughs> They're always on fucking strike anyway, so you're not travelling on trains. But, um, yeah, if you're a commuter, generally you're, you've got rest time before you get home. I actually took up a, uh, a phase of deliberately working about 40 minutes from work drive mm. because I found that if I, when I lived five minutes from work, I'd get home and I'd just I'd be like oh I've got to eat loads I need to do all of this shit I didn't really have to do anything I could have just rested and gone to bed but f- the 40 minute drive on the way home just completely settled me so by the time I get home I just quickly jump in the shower and then go to bed I used to do that actually on 
I, I remember being down at Brunswick and um, or yeah, I, I was more conscious of doing this when I was at Brunswick. Is that it was like forty minutes. Um, at night to get home when there was like you know fewer people around it wasn't rush hour or anything um and the problem i had is i had a lot, a lot of um and i guess i still do i have to i'm kind of conscious about how my sleeping pattern so you know i might have great sleep for a few days and then just one day where i can't switch off yep and i have supplements that help me with that now which is fine i don't use like sleeping tablets or anything i just use kind of natural things um however and we can talk about that another time but um one of the key things that i did is that i just made sure that i wasn't running for a train i wasn't you know walking too fast i was just like when i leave work that's it just a nice leisurely yeah. walk to the station jump on the train not stressing myself about getting the, you know a, a train i'd put on more calming music rather than Slayer and, <laughs> you know, just doing things where I could wind down better and not raise my heart rate because, you know, running for a bus, running for a train, then you're wired again, do you know what I mean? And, and, and already you're carrying the, the adrenaline and all the, all the kind of, um, oh, what's the word? Yeah, I guess it's the adrenaline from service, you know, yep. and you know, all the excitement. And um, so it was really about spending that time, the 40 minutes, like you say, just to unwind a bit, just to, you know, get into a different energy, a different vibration. And then, you know, I could get home, I could meditate for a bit and then go to bed. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you just touched on it really quickly there, but I, I don't think anybody should expect to have a perfect night's sleep every single night. You know, stresses impact these things. All you know, Little bits and pieces will always impact these things. There is like a, a recommended sort of healthy way of sleeping. You think like 2,000 years ago, we would go to bed in a, you know, a neutrally warm room temperature cave on the floor <laughs> and uh, and you'd basically go to bed and you would wake up when the sun shined through. That is an ideal scenario. Well, maybe not the cave part. But like <laughs> nowadays, if you're, you know, you sort of pay attention a little bit just to the temperature of your room. If it's fucking hot in your room, then that's not going to help you sleep. Especially, well, I say especially this time of year. Currently, it's, uh, you know, less than 20 degrees in this country, which is pretty fucking average. <laughs> and you can sleep normally. But, you know, don't spend a shit ton of money on aircon, but have a little look at it. You know, get a sort of something that will help regulate the temperature. You know, blackout curtains rather than something. It just keeps the light out. You're not going to get seven to eight hours sleep every single night. It's not going to be perfect. But if you can do small things just to sort of balance that out... It's the RPM, it will help. Though, isn't it? It's the it's that's the yeah, that's the key sleep that you need. Yeah, it is the key sleep. I and mean, if you're gonna dip in and out, also I uh, I would be very hypocritical if I said that I didn't do this. But uh, you know, try not to snooze. <laughs> like the you know the the body naturally needs a minimum amount of time to hit that REM cycle. If you if you're asleep for nine minutes, which is what the snooze is on your iPhone, you are literally gonna screw yourself, and you'll wake up moody as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a dog he helps me stick to my 6 o'clock wake up time because if I don't get up and take him he fucking he's in my face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know just little things there, there's 
this is advice at the end of the day, but yeah. you know, sleep is stupidly important. And at the end of the day, if half of your life is supposed to be slent resting, your body is not recuperating from anything. Everything that it does to, you know, from working through fats in the body to fixing the hormone levels, regulating everything in your body is done whilst you're asleep. If you're sleeping four hours a night, you are not doing anything good for you. We'll dig into that more so in uh, future episodes. Now, listen, we're halfway through. So recap, exercise, meditation, sleep, eating well, alcohol and drugs, avoid uh, nature. Um, and now we've got limits, limit media and social media. I put this on my list because at the time, uh, and this is going pre-pandemic, so how relevant limit media was um not that i'm swayed by the media but you know it's it's amazing how much negativity gets put out there and i knew so many people during the pandemic that were struggling with their mental health because of worry and that really is you know all the media uh, i think many people can agree with this now even if they didn't beforehand but they just put fear out there's never there's never anything good so you know you maybe some people will say it's important to know what's going on and that's fair enough uh but yeah but not every day i don't think you need to look at it every day i mean Um, if you watch the news now for example you are nothing good is ever on the news do you ever see anything rewarding coming from from like anything on the news yeah. No, no. But the, the, the only, I mean, only time you see it is like, oh, I don't know, England, the, the World Cup women at the moment are playing and they won on penalties. So that might be the only good news story that you'll hear today. You know, not anything about somebody jumping into a burning building and saving 40 people or something like, I don't know but if that even happens news now. news is not there to, you know, make people feel good. There's an interesting book I've got on the shelf by a guy, a guy called Rolf Dobelli. It's called Stop Reading the News. And it's funny, I picked that book up in 2019 and, again, it was so relevant to what was going on with the pandemic. Maybe we'll pick that one apart in in one episode, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, All right, and, you know, again, with limiting media, limit social media as well because, you know, this thing is just so destructive. We all use it, um, but, you know, I I, I certainly have a love-hate relationship with it. It's definitely helped for a few things in life, but at the same time... Um, I limit the amount of times I'm on it because it's a very dark place to be. Twitter, yeah. especially. So, yeah, Twitter's a dangerous game, or X, or whatever it's called. No, I mean, you know, you think like 90% of people that are on social media now um, post things that are not relevant to their life. It's all fake. And if you're creating something... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm kind of like fake persona and everybody's getting jealous of this fake persona. Then how does anybody ever really know what life is actually like? Do you know what I mean? No one's life is actually perfect. So if you're, if you're following that to try and create some sort of perfect life for yourself, you're going about it the wrong way, I think. We'll unpack that as well because that's quite an interesting topic. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking really strange one, and I think my my feelings on it have never been. While I've used social media in a for positive things at times, I've just it's there's it's one of them things that I think every week that goes by, there's more and more negativity on there, and uh, and I just don't think it's a healthy place to be. So, yeah, limit media and social media. Um, the other one, uh, the next one rather, the sun or vitamin D. And I say that, uh, you, you know, you could include it in nature, but I think this, it's important that this, uh, becomes its own thing is that, you know, we need the sun, you know, we, we're not blessed with it enough in the UK. Um, but our, our skin is the biggest organ on our body. Even if we don't think of it as an organ, it is an organ. And we need the sun. We need it in the morning, especially. And, you know, sun gazing in the morning is so good for us. I think, did I mention? I think I've mentioned it a few times now that I don't wear sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have. Um, and, and it was for that reason that you absorb so many more vitamins by looking at the sun. Not, you know, you certainly don't want to be doing it at the peak of the day, but in the morning it's really good, particularly when you're waking up. It's just go and sun gaze. Um, Fuck! I was just reading this thing um, as you were saying that because I, I <laughs> based on the weather currently, obviously, yeah. I wanted to know you know what we get, and you know according to the NHS to do with the UK, um, from about March or early April to the end of September, most people should be should be able to make all the vitamin D that they need from sunlight. However. <laughs> In the UK, most of the time, between March and October. So that like that's eight months, right? Yeah. 
three quarters of the year, there is not enough sunlight to produce vitamin D. So, I mean, we can do this. We can get you can get outside for twenty five minutes every day if you did, and there is often enough. Um, sunlight coming through the clouds at certain points of the day for you to pick up the vitamin D that you need. But I do know um, that they're consider- <laughs> considering as they, they stopped every, everyone from doing this during lockdown but didn't encourage vitamin D supplements. Now the government are encouraging vitamin D supplements in this country because we can't produce enough. Doesn't help yeah. that we haven't got enough of all of the other vitamins that we need to help yeah, yeah. produce that within the body. It's, I mean, it's, it's a strange one because I've always, I, I've had these conversations with people before about, you know, vitamin D and what, because I, I take supplements, yeah. uh, D3K2 as a, 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 a supplement. And, um, and I, in fact, I mean, I, I counted this morning, I've, I'm taking 12 supplements on top of my AG1. So, you know, there's fiddle a lot of things that come into my body <laughs> in the morning. It's a fiddle. Um, however... Vitamin D, yeah, so I take the supplements as well, but, you know, getting out there, getting amongst, you know, outside in nature, um, I just don't know if I thoroughly believe that because we would not, again, as society in the Northern Hemisphere, Scandinavian countries or countries where, you know, they have no sun for a good chunk of the year. Yeah, but then they also have periods of time where the sun's out 24 hours a day. Yeah. So, but does it is, is it staying in your system? I mean, you know, that's the thing. These things are on daily cycles. Well, the, sure. the body's very clever. If you've got an over over amount of something, then it will get rid of it. In, to my in point, I, I think it's more yeah. about the fact that you know we're white skinned. I'm particularly fair. Um, you know, our skin adapts to the sun. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? We're not living in kind of sub-Saharan Africa and, we, you know, we've not got as much melatonin. So, therefore... Well, that's it. But also, I think what you've got to realise with a lot of these studies is they're based on Western society. So, if, if you're living in London, yeah, uh, there's a limited amount of sun that's actually coming past the buildings on a daily basis. Or you're not even going outside or you're going on the tube, so you're on the I get that. I mean, that, so, they're the bits I understand. Yeah. But, I, you know, certainly being outside... But certainly being outside and maybe that's that maybe that is the point we're making here is that like you know i'm going back to my time in kitchens where you know you get in at 7 30 in the morning and, and spend all day in a basement kitchen yeah and you don't see the sun and then you get out at night and it's already dark so you actually don't see the sun for for weeks um but you know i think generally people do get sun we're covering up way more do you know what I mean? And there's there's part of the problem because, again, we need more sun exposure in that sense. So, you know, I'd, I'd probably look at it how how we've adapted modern life or how modern life has moved us the way for how we have evolved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have to double check, but I actually think that you're probably right. At the end of the day, uh, there's probably enough sunlight in this country in the winter times yeah. as well as for the rest of the year. But it's just clothing. How much you're, how much you're actually putting on when uh, you're well, outside? Lifestyle and, and yeah. lifestyle. How we're living. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if that doesn't, uh, if that doesn't kind of sit with the way we've evolved to live in the northern hemisphere or in in areas where there's you know a lot more cloud coverage than you know the Mediterranean or yeah, 
you know, below that, closer to the equator, then it's different. But, you know, I, <laughs> I, don't, I suppose I travel a lot, so <laughs> I get enough sun that way. Um, yeah, let's unpack that one in another one because I think there's yeah, a few I wanna, I wanna... enlighten us. I don't know enough, and so I don't know enough to talk about it. No, I want to look into it. It's on my list well. because it was always important to me that just being out in the sun. Sun does make me fucking happy. The sun comes out, you know, you feel good. When it's when it's a grey day, you don't feel as good. So well, there's so much about the way the sun makes us feel. Yeah. It's energy. Do you know what I mean? That's why so many people uh, suffer with seasonal depression. Yeah. And it's, I, I won't say sad because sad is shit. It's a weird terminology, but it's it's seasonal depression because they they don't like being in the dark. Basically, no, I, I, I get it. I so think I go on it. holiday in December. That's a good recommendation. I'm so I do. It's <laughs> December January. Um, all right. So where are we? Music is next. Uh, music for me as a musician is very, very important. But I think when I was going through my hardest times, it was like, you know what? Don't listen to fucking tearjerkers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> listen to things that are actually going to um, uplift the mood a bit. Well, yeah, because it's, it's amazing what it does. Garden, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's amazing how music pulls you in different directions with your, with your emotions. Do you know what I mean? So just being very, very aware of, like, you know, putting the right music on for... What you need, rather the than appropriate how you feel. situation. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what you I mean? Um, but also, you know, I do a lot of medicine music now, which is yeah, really that, that's all um, very frequency based as well, though, isn't it? A lot of it is. I mean, there's a few things as part of that. Again, a big one to unpack. But when I got, you know, I've been playing in bands for, I've been playing guitar like thirty over thirty years now, and. Um, you know, mostly playing in kind of punk, metal, rock bands and stuff. Uh, I went through a phase of DJing for about five years as like house, tech house, that kind of stuff. So I appreciate, I've got a huge, you know, love of music of all genres and stuff. But um, I think there was, when I started on my medicine path, I then got into medicine music I was exposed more to kind of Indian mantra and uh, chanting and, and and that stuff. And um, and now you know I'm fortunate enough to hold ceremonies with music and uh, you know various song circles and stuff. And you know for all the years that I have been playing and you know if you're playing on stage and you're doing it to you know it's it's very much like ego driven do you know what i mean even though it's kind of therapeutic as well for yourselves but there is like an, an, an ego driven part of that whereas you know putting my electric guitars down locking all my amps away and then you know getting my acoustic guitars out and sitting in the circle just you know singing harry krishna harry krishna you know it's <laughs> It's just amazing how it lifts in a, in a completely different way. So I just, I yeah, I found the power of that in ceremony, and I wanted to understand more about it. I do a lot of chanting and um, reciting mantra anyway. I make that as part of my meditation. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, playing these songs, certain frequencies, particularly with mantra, you know, they're Sanskrit. They they have certain uh, energies connected to them. So you know, if you're chanting to Shiva or uh, Ganesha, 
you know, really you're chanting at a, a frequency that's evoking the energy of that deity. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And not that, you know, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but I understand the connection of, like, what the deities represent um, in terms of, like, you know, yeah, we're chanting to Ganesha. Ganesha is the, you know, he removes obstacles and he brings happiness and joy in. And you know, you, you chant that 108 times, uh, Om Ganesha, Om Ganapati. You know, if you sit there chanting that, that's why I use my little beads on my... Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah, yeah my little um, the mala beads that I wear. Um, there's 108, and it's the, there's a lot of reasons why it's 108, but the significance in this is that, you know, you when you chant something 108 times, you embody that energy, that frequency, that um, that truth. So um, it's important because we're, I mean, we're, you know, electrical beings. So, you know, the frequency can be quite an impact on us. I remember... Um, if anybody paid attention to this during the lockdown, we uh, we did that chat with Tom Middleton. Do you remember? And uh, was did we? I don't think we did it as a podcast, did we? I can't remember whether it was a podcast. No, it was a uh, it was something that I recorded and put on the Instagram. Ah, okay. Yeah, and um, Tom Middleton uh, used to be um, well, he still is a DJ, but he he used to his focus was all trance music, wasn't it? And he did a lot yeah. of investigation into. Um, into frequencies and how how music impacts mood and um for anybody that listens to the car map um he's done an awful lot of work with the car map right. for the music for that um and he had he'd actually be quite an interesting person to chat yeah i mean to i think again. we talked about speaking to him and getting him on because <laughs> you know he's a wealth of information on it it's actually written down on my list um but yeah, you know, music, it's frequency, it's vibration. You just said it. And we are, we are these electrical beings. Everything, I think Tesla said it, you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. Everything is. So, you know, when we look at music, music can make us feel good. It can make us sad. You know, but there's also music that can heal us. Do you know what I mean? Chanting Om. Uh, over and over again. Om supposedly is the frequency of the universe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and you can fit like if you actually if you do it and you go Om, you can you can immediately feel a vibration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And straight do it down for down a really like you know, take a deep breath. And I'm not going to do it now. Um, we might put you all to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. But it's uh, you know taking a deep breath and just admitting Om. And and just let that resonate as until you've You're out exhaled exa- exactly yeah. everything, and then do it again. We always start ceremonies like you know chanting Om like three times just to get us into you know not into the mood but into the the frequency. Um, so music, it's a big one to unpack. Music, sound, uh, there's so much there. But uh, for me, like I said earlier, as a musician, it was a huge one. I need music in my life in many, many ways. Um, and now we're getting towards the end. So uh, affirmations, positive language was a big one. You know, when I was going through my hardest times, I uh, would write little notes to myself and leave them around my flat, and just as well as living alone. Um 
But it was really about, you know, even by the side of the bed. So the first thing I saw when I woke up was some, was positive language. It kept things in, and again, it, this is why it alludes back to, you know, limiting your use of media, because that's always kind of negative language. If you have positive language, and I'm really, <laughs> I'm not putting things like live, laugh, love on the wall, but it was just, really <laughs> <laughs> it was just really about just saying, look, you know, keep going, you got this. You know, it was that kind of stuff. I wish I'd have kept a few now, but um, it was just really putting these positive affirmations in my brain, so that even when I spoke to people, I was using positive language. Yeah, well, that's it. I think. Um... You're not really going to have... Uh, people's lives are so busy these days that someone isn't always going to be there behind you to give you that little bit of nudge that you, you feel that you need. Whereas, you know, by... And this isn't me saying that in the mornings, I, you know, I stand in the mirror and, and I talk really nicely to myself and fulfill myself with encouragement. Most of the time, I just look and then I leave. But <laughs> it's... It's how you go about things. I think, what is it, uh, Bruce Lee said that uh, when you speak negatively about yourself, even like jokingly, uh, your body and mind can't really tell the difference. So, was it, he said, words are energy and they cast spells. That's why they call it spelling. Mm. I mean, that is on the nose, right? Yeah, I mean, I've heard people talk about spelling and spells a few times. Do you know what I mean? I'd love to know more see what truth is behind that but yeah i mean i think there's something about the um subconscious doesn't know so if you're you know talking about someone you're gossiping your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what you're talking about the the person that you're talking about and you yeah so it will only ever take in what you're you know the negativity that you're talking about someone else it takes it in on yourself yeah so it's interesting how it does that. Um, and again, I don't know enough, so I can't comment on it. But this, I will say from experience of just... I, I don't like getting caught up in so much gossiping or um, just talking shit about other people because if you, if you let that in, you find yourself... It infests itself into so you do it a bit more and you want to hear a bit more so you, it's yeah. just it's not a it's not a good thing um yes yeah, so you get a little enjoyment out it's a little it's, it's a dopamine hit yeah you get you're happy about it and then you want to do it again and all oh, it's good yeah. it's good to sit there with the girls and, call and then you're changing cards. your language and this is so i say girls boys do it as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but, i just you know I, t- I i won't really get into negative debates with people i just no. don't like it but well, that positive kind of uh, wording, I mean, even if you're speaking to yourself, if you, it's about calm in the situation, I guess. If you, if you, if you do something wrong um, and you're, you know, you're having a go at yourself, you're calling yourself a prick, why the fuck up, this is shit, blah, 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 blah. If you were able to just kind of like readdress how you approach that when you did something wrong, and you're like, you know, take a deep breath in and be like, all right, we go again. That in itself has already changed exactly how you're going to approach the next situation. Mm. But if you go, if you've wound yourself up and then you go into that wound up, you're going to just keep screwing it up, whatever it is, it's going to keep making that same mistake, screwing that thing up again. Um, you know, as I say, no one, someone isn't always going to be over your shoulder turning around and saying, mate, it's all right. Like we'll, we'll just try again, giving you a pat on the ass. There's no team talk every day. No, you got to be. You but know, you got to be, be your own, own kind of 
coach. Yeah, your own I mean? best mate, yeah. Um, the next one, it leads in quite nicely. And I guess sometimes I've thought about maybe putting these as part of the same thing, but practising gratitude. Um, I guess I've kept it on its own because it is a... It's quite a big one, but... Um, it leads into this positive language. It leads into this affirmation. And practising gratitude is something that when I was going through my darkest times, that, you know, I, by just writing down at the end of the night, you know, five things I was grateful for. And I had a great book. Uh, yeah, I've got it up there. Gratitude Works, I think it's called. And, you know, there's a few different exercises that you know, I, I would try. But just writing down five things, and they have to be different, that you're grateful for yeah. every day. And, you know, you build that practice up. And, you know, when shit things happen, you just, you, you think about what actually you can learn from that. Do you know what I mean? Things are a teaching, things are a lesson. Or there m- might be an opportunity. The fact that something's gone fucking wrong doesn't mean it's over. It's just like, okay, well, how can we get through this? What What is there? What, you know, and I've been in that situation. I mean, COVID wasn't particularly... You know, the pandemic wasn't particularly uh, good to us. Um, we went through some shit. Uh, but we also found ways out of it. We found opportunities and we kept going. And a lot of that comes down to just mindset, you know? Yeah. Well, you don't learn from success, do you? You learn from failure. Yeah. And if you're, you know, what is it? Denzel Washington says, um, if, you're, if you're not failing, you're not trying. It's fair. Which is a good... Yeah, I mean, it's that thing, isn't it? You know, I think I, I don't do too bad now, but, you know, I've failed at a lot of things. And I've failed because I've been maybe, well, too many reasons, really. Maybe over-ambitious, not ambitious enough, you know, drinking drugs have got in the way. But, you know, it's never stopped me trying new things and getting back on the horse and going, right, I'm going to get it right this time. I'm going to fucking do it properly this time. Do you know what I mean? It just made me think of something actually quite interesting. You never really ask for advice from someone who isn't older than you or or, do, or rather doesn't necessarily have more experience. You're not going to turn around to someone that's younger than you and be like, you know, I don't know, for example, you're not going to say to a teenager, what's it like sleeping with that person? I don't know, I just threw that out there. It was the first thing that came to my head. But well, you wouldn't you, well, like, <laughs> how, how you, you wouldn't ask for advice, would you, from someone right. that hasn't had experience in something. You want life experience. Yeah, though. because, yeah. you know, the person that's giving you that advice, you know, they, you also used to, you know, your old yogi or your wise old man says, you approach somebody who's got experience in something and they've only got that experience before you from failing at it. Mm. And, you know, it's, like, it. it's funny actually because we have these same things. I when I hang out with my spiritual communities and we all like sitting around fires singing kumbaya, wearing linens and beads and stuff, which you know I do most weekends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no a, a couple of years ago we were, I had this discussion with a few others where there was a lot of younger you know I want to say kids really because. Compared to me, I guess they were, but like, you know, boys and girls in their 20s and, you know, they're on the, they're spiritually aware, they're, they're doing some very good things, putting some good energy out there. But then, you know, giving all this advice and I'm like, you know what, you've never fucking been hit rock bottom with stuff, do you know what I mean? I want to go and see a shaman that's fucking, you know, that through lived experiences, like fucking, you know, 
climbed his way out of hell. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't, you're not someone that's just kind of read Eckhart Tolle's fucking power of now and then all of a sudden they're enlightened. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, no, I want to know someone that's just like, you know, really gone to hell and then come out the other side and then, okay, teach me. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, we've both been in that situation. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's. It's those lived experiences that make it way more important, I think, rather than yeah, yeah, I completely anything agree. else. And that extends into the positive side of everything, doesn't it? It does. Well, look, last one. The company you keep. I guess it's also about... Con- it's another consuming one. Um, you know, for family and friends, just make sure that, you know, who you're with... Uh, be around the people that make you feel that you can be the best version of yourself. I think that's most important. Um, you know, like for two, for so long, particularly when I was boozing, um, you know, I was just hanging around with people just because you want to fucking drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's coming with me? Um, and it's amazing what drink allows you to tolerate because you just put up with you know some of the worst people in life. Um, and now, you know, I, I don't have an awful lot of friends, but everyone's kind of moved away and stuff. And I'm kind of grateful to be on my own a lot of the time, if I'm totally honest. But, you know, there's a handful of people like yourself, like people that are genuinely close, and um, they're the people I want to spend time with. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. don't always get the time to spend with those people, but, you know, I, I try and make time for... You know, even just seeing people just once a year, but making sure that that really counts for something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I always like to try and think of it as, um, you know, try and be around people that you know you can be honest with. Yeah. Because that's actually a really fucking difficult thing to do because, you know, if, if you... you know, we, we, we opened up Pilot Light to create conversation. That was, you know, the the long and short of it. And if you're never really around anybody that you can openly turn around and say, no, I'm having a shit day Mm. with or anything like that, then none of this is even going to be relevant. You know, if you're around people that you can a hundred percent open up with and be like, no, I'm not okay today. Or, you know, absolutely amazing. You're not putting on any front. There's no mask going on. You know, I still find even to this day, I, 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 tend to be quite fake around a lot of people that aren't in my circle. Mm. You know? Well, I think there's there's that thing that you know you can you can be a different version of yourself, and I don't think there's anything wrong with this. But you can be yeah. a different version of yourself around different people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But really, the the authentic person is like you know, there's a certain you know there's a certain person inside you that really wants to come yeah. out. Do you know what I mean? And um, I've noticed that on, you know, again, on my kind of spiritual path that uh, it's allowed me in this, in my shamanic um, studies, that it's allowed me to find my authentic self. Do you know what I mean? Um, And now that it's coming out and I know who I am with that, I don't want to go back to being the person I was. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah, Because the booze made me a fake person. It made me someone that I'm just, you know, doing it to be... Yeah, <laughs> because that's what I thought I needed to be, rather. Do you know what I mean? Now, I don't care. I can, I can dance around with, like, sandals and 
uh, <laughs> linen clothes and people call me a hippie and I don't care. Um, no, I think it's, you know, away from that, I think it's just more about being around the people that really, you know, allow you to thrive and be the best version of yourself. It's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And in, in, in turn, you should be doing that for them as well. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Then you know, you, you know you, you, you're good friends, you're good you know, partners or whatever it is. Um, and the same goes for family. Do you know what I mean? You know, you can't pick your family, unfortunately, but it, you really should be yeah. in a position where your family are supportive and help. And if they're not, then just go and find family that is. It doesn't yeah, have to be that, you know, yeah. biological. Families, family isn't defined by blood, I don't think. No. Um, I only have one more on. to add to the pillars. Yeah. And it's a difficult one, actually, but it's awareness. And that, that could, you know, th- this could actually probably fit into many of these, you know, affirmations, positivity, meditation. Um, but I think the, the, the point that I kind of try and lean in towards it is, is always, um, if you're doing something really good for you and you're doing it every day, you're no longer going to see the the positive side of it because it just becomes natural you know that it's good for you it's like taking a supplement mm. right if you you're only going to notice how good for you that supplement was when you stop taking it yeah. and it's and it's like with all of these things if i've come to recognize anything especially over the last 4 months because i've been very restricted in certain things that i've been able to do um my main thing is exercise and you know I, I don't do it to to look like some sort of greek god but i do it because it's i notice a huge change in my behavior how i approach anything mm. from from exercise yeah. you know you chuck diet in there as well and we'll unpack that later on but you chuck diet in there as well and and it's just a huge huge change but where over the last 4 months i've been you know not well enough to be at the gym as much as i was before I've I've noticed my approach to situations changing. I've noticed, you know, shortness of mood. I've noticed these things. And that's what I mean by awareness is is just be, you know, be able to engage with yourself sometimes and just notice when something that you're doing isn't right for you. Mm. Um, you know, and I, again, we can unpack that in greater detail, but I think it's what, something that will sit and resonate with a lot of people is just, you know, noticing those small changes of you. I think it's uh, I think it's a very important one, and um, you know, creating time for yourself. Yeah, I, I might lumber it in somewhere with my meditation routine in the mornings and, and in the evenings. I, you know, there's that check in. I, I just put a bit of time aside before meditation, and um, you know, yeah, bring a bit of awareness into how I'm feeling. You know, if the, part of movement as well. Am I am I aching? Am I, yeah. You know, have I slept well? You know, the the awareness, as you say, can carry through a lot of these. But I think it is creating some space for yourself to be able to just you know have that moment, not just saying like you know I've got the night off, I'm going to watch fucking Netflix or whatever. It's just like no, no, I've got a little meditation area in the house, and you know that's like a little sacred area. It's my area. It's I've got yeah. a little altar, and again having things of importance on that altar. It's just about bringing something in that's kind of sacred to myself. I go there when I need to just connect with those things, you know. Or yeah. I just go in there to play some music and, you know, it's a it's a nicer space. But, you know, 
Yeah, I think you're totally right to add that to the list. Um, awareness is a good one. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, because I think, um, you know, it brings you back to what I was saying earlier. You know, someone isn't always going to be there. You haven't always got your team around you to sort of pull you out when you're doing something slightly differently. But a lot of people will always notice changes. They might not necessarily say it to your face, and then that's, I guess, that's how gossiping fucking starts. But you, um, if, if, if you just notice that you reacted completely differently to something or you've started reacting that same way progressively, mm. then, you know, you can be aware of changes and then that's how you can start bringing yourself back to doing it. I think we, especially as men, um, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an awful lot in the background that, you know, is still very... Um, a masculine approach to things where you know we, we have to provide we have to do all of these things and then we we're, we're working so much towards being that guy where you aren't aware of where burnout's occurring and i think if we can if we can just sort of bring that back and focus focus on ourselves a lot we might just be able to encroach on that situation before it starts getting worse i mean you know with suicide rates shooting through the roof and only ever going up they're not coming down they're only ever shooting up you know if we can step on these things a bit sooner a little bit more aware of how we're doing mm. we can make those changes long before it gets to that point so listen these pillars are um these are my pillars with you know doug add into it but i mean you know everyone should be able to find the pillars for themselves and like i said earlier you know the nhs have got five some i just don't think they're essential um whereas you know i think things like exercise eating well sleeping um you know they should be the things that <laughs> alcohol and drugs be you know avoiding alcohol and drugs they should be on the nhs list you know what i mean that they are way more important um we're obviously going to wrap this up now but i just want to just say that we will be unpacking i i think you know episode by episode we'll just keep bringing one of these pillars as a subject and um uh, unpacking it with a guest maybe not maybe it's just us uh, but there's so many different ways we can like interpret these so that's what we're going to do moving forward there's a few other bits that I had I had on my list that I need to refresh at some point I've got things like medicine uh, and ceremony so that's a lot to do with my kind of shamanic path ice baths journaling again journaling is another one that feeds really well into your awareness piece um, so there is a lot to talk about uh, in coming episodes and I really look forward to that but yes for I now, imagine for now see you soon yeah catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 